0: It said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And that's a question that we've been hearing, I would say, for many decades. And um, there's folks that still asking the question today. Every human being is a sinner. And stand in need of salvation. It didn't say some human being. It didn't say all human being. It didn't say a little human being. It said every human being is a sinner. And in need of salvation. Through the century, many people have realized this fact and have asked, How can I be saved? Christianity proclaims that God has provided salvation through Jesus Christ. However, the question remains how can I receive salvation, Jesus Christ, provide we believe the Bible provides the answer to the simple vital question. The universal need for salvation. The Bible let us to know in Acts chapter 1 verses 8. But we shall receive power. And after that the Holy Ghost is come up you, And it shall be, shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea. And in Samaria and to the utmost part of the world. So this salvation throughout the university. There are men and there are women are asking this same question, what shall I do to be saved? What must I do? I'm sure if you come to me and said, brother Scarlett or my brother, I'm going to ask you to do me a small favor. I'm going to be curious to find out what kind of favor you want me to do for you. You you may stand off a little bit and said, "Brother Scarlet, I want to ask you, but you know, I'm, I don't know to ask you.
1: I'm
0: I'm just little, you know. I don't, I don't like to do these kind of things. You know, I'm just like to, just, just be in my corner, so to speak. But I'm gonna ask you a small favor." You can answer me, you can help me if you want, or if you please, you don't have to. you know you're looking and you have that curious looking and you looking and he said, um, should I or should I not?" But it goes on that eventually you come around and said, "You know things are tight this week for me, and um." I don't have no food on my table. And uh, I need your help. You know, you come to me honestly. And said, you know, Brother Scarlet, this is what I'm asking for you. I'm not going to take second thought or think. I've seen the genuinity in your question. I see you came to me with something that said, I am in need. So, for me to help you to be, for for you to fulfill that need. My goal is to say, no problem, my brother or my sister. Here's a few bucks. Buy some food or, furthermore, give me a few hours. I can go, just tell me what you need. I'll go go to the store and get it for you, if you please. And, you know, you'll take those steps to make sure your brothers or your sisters, um, their need will be satisfied their need will be fulfilled and you can know that you can help everyone. The Bible emphatically declares that all human beings are sinners. Who can say I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin and that's in Proverbs 20 verses 9. But we are all unclean things and all unclean our righteousness are as filthy rag. We all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And that's in Isaiah chapter 64, verses 6. There is no man that sineth not. That's, you can find that in First King Kings chapter 8, verses 42. Forty-six, right? First King, chapter eight, verses forty-six. And a follow up on that is Second uh, Chronicle, chapter six, verses uh, thirty-six. The first three three chapters of Romans affirm that both Jews and Gentiles stand condemned in God's sight. Those who did not have the law of Moses are condemned by conscience. And those who did not have the law of Moses are condemned by the law. And that's in Romans chapter 2, verses 12 through 16. In short, all mankind is on the sin. And we can find that in Romans 3, verses 9. There is none righteous. No, not one. Romans 3, verses 10. Also see Psalms fourteen verses one through, through three. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's in Romans three twenty three. It didn't say some have sinned. It said all have sinned and come short to the glory of God. So regardless of how that person is looks at what that person is doing, we find that today, honesty, people tell lies and think that's being honest. They pretty up lies so much, they have it decorated so beautifully and say that's honesty or that's Truthful. Byron went on to say to them that know it to do good and do it not, to them it's a sin. If I know I should be talking to you and I keep walking by you and I don't talk to you, it's a sin. Straight up. There's no if and but about that. You're my brother. I see you, but I don't see you. Come on. What are you trying to prove? They said treat your brother as you'd like to be treated what goes around comes around so therefore if you walk by me and i'm supposed to say hi to you you don't say to me you're not doing you're not obligated to me but because we're brothers and sisters in the lord we have an obligation to each other regardless if we like it or not we're in this thing together for the lord we're not in this thing for ourselves you know at the end of the day God is the one that's going to get the glory. God is the one that's going to be lifted up. And this is why the Bible said, Let your light so shine before men. Because if they see the good works in you, they're going to glorify the Father which is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sin, when it's finished, it brings forth death. And that's in James 1 verse 15. James 1 verses 15. It said, Sin, when it's finished, It brings forth death. Salvation comes only through faith in Jesus Christ. Not only does each man need salvation, there is nothing man can do to save himself. Nothing. Whatsoever we do. We can't do nothing to save ourselves. And if you want to know the honest truth, you just can't do it. No man, amount of, no amount of good works adhering to the law that we can serve of men. In fact, if you go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9, it talks about by grace are we saved through faith. It says it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Because we are saved by grace of God. It's because of his grace, because of his love, because of his goodness, why he saw us and snatched out of, you know, us out of that miry, that pit that we were in. You know, the Bible says such were some of us. We were dogs, we were sorcerers, we were warmongers, we were adulterers, we were fornicators, we were, we used to steal, you know, hopefully we don't steal no more. But the Bible says such were some of us. But he has washed us, he has sanctified us through his blood. And this is why the scripture said sanctify us to thy truth because thy word is true. In Jeremiah chapter 5 verses 1 to 2 I'm reading from a different translation. This is the NLT which is a new language translation. It said, run up and down. Every street in Jerusalem, say to the Lord, look high and look low. Send throughout the city, if you can find even one person who is an honest, I will not destroy the city. Even when they are on the whole, they all tell lies. And that's in Jeremiah 5 verses 1 to 2. You say even when they're on the hold, they tell lie. And, you know, we can see what's going on in our country today. We have our leaders. How can we help our generation or the next generation that are coming up that, you know, it's, it's just okay to be honest. It's okay to be truthful. It's okay to be right. If my son or my daughter keep taking something that don't belongs to them, it's only fair for us to say, son or daughter, I love you, but this is just not right. If they keep doing that, keep taking it, and you know it's not right, the blood is on your shoulder. Don't let the blood be on your shoulder. One righteous man what God has required to save this nation, a few good men is what the military is looking for. Our women, so to speak. You know, if you notice the navy, the army, all the different branches in the in our know, military system, they're looking for a few good men or women, and every day, every week, every month, they keep recruiting, trying to find. A few good men or a few good women. In second Corinthians chapter eight, verses twenty one, it said, For we are taking pain to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. Every day we do stuff, we are on our job. We go to the ghost ashore, wherever we go. It's just hard for us not to feel the pain of what's going on. And it hurts, you know, because we take it. And, you know, because we are Christian, you know, we just have to suck it up. Because why? The Bible said, vengeance is mine, I'll fight your battle. Let the Lord fight your battle, whatever you're going through. You can't do it on your own. You're not going to be successful doing it on your own. Why? This world is not your home. Whatever you're going through, if God is in the midst of what you're doing, God will make sure you are successful and He will make sure He will bring you out of what you're going through. And this is why the scripture said, Cast your cares upon Him. Why? Because He cares for us. This battle is not ours. It's the Lord. In 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In fact, in the the, uh, NLT version, it said, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. The synonym for honesty is integrity. And the question will ask, what is integrity? And um, and it said according to our, our dictionary. The quality, of, the quality of being honest and having a strong moral principle, moral uprightness. He is known to be a man of integrity. A man or woman. You don't want to walk by someone and they're going to say, This brother or this sister, they have no integrity. They're just not honest. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 9... Colossians 3, 3, verses 9, it said, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off the old self with its practices. It went on to say in um, Second Corinthians 5, verses 17, it said, Therefore, if any man or any woman being Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. And be all things are become new. So those old things that we used to do, we don't do them no more. Those old places that we used to go, brother, we don't go there no more. Those old friends that we used to keep, that we know don't encourage us in the Lord, or say good things in our ears, we don't keep them friends anymore. This is why the Bible says we should come out from among them and be separated, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean things. Once you come out from among them, God will make sure He surrounds you with people that will put words in your ears, that will encourage you, that will lead you, that will help you, that will direct you. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 said, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we all are members of one body. We are regardless. We're one family here. And to be honest with you, I'd rather be in the house of God with my brothers and sisters Worshiping the Lord than to be elsewhere or to be home. Why? Because there's such a feeling when you're together in oneness. You know, we maybe live a different place in the board, which we do, but whenever we come together as children of God, there is something about the name of the Lord, there's something about us. Fellowshipping together. There's something about us when we just, you know, forget about everything else and just worship our Lord in the beauty of holiness. Because He's worthy to praise. Amen. In James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25 it said, But be ye doers of the word and not errors only, deceiving your own self. For if we be an error of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he that beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forget what manner of man he was. In verse 25 it says, But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. That word liberty there is a part of being freedom. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5, that we should stand fast therefore in this liberty where Christ had made us free and be not again with, entangled with the yoke of bondage. Because when we're in liberty with God, God will help us to be where He wants us to be. Amen. Amen. And continue thereon to be in a forgetful era. Forgetful era. But a doer of the works, this man shall be blessed in his deed. In verses uh, 26, it said, If any man among you seems to be religious and brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. We don't want people to say, you guys are false. You guys are just going through the motion." We're not here to go through the motion. We're not here to, to show you that, you know, um, I am better than you or you're better than me. This is not what's about. It's about we're living in the last days and it's about us getting together as brothers and sisters in the Lord to lift up our God and to glorify our God. I mean, we, we wouldn't be here if we didn't love each other. I'm sure, I mean, may I have a witness there? I mean, I'm sure if we didn't love each other, we'll we'll be elsewhere, you know. But we love each other. We care about each other, regardless of where we are or what we're doing. You know, that love, that precious love that Jesus Christ, you know, died for us and gave us, it it makes us want to, you know, I don't have to know you but see you for the first and second time and just fall in love with you. And that's only because of the love of God. Because if it wasn't for the love of God, I'll see you, I greet you. But there would be no connection. Amen. But when you have the love of God, you know, you can look at your brother and say, Brother, I like your smile. <laughs> hey, sister, I like your smile. You know. Good to see you in the house of God. Yes. But you can only enjoy that when you're in the presence of the Lord. Amen. 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 In James chapter three, verses seventeen it said But the wisdom that cometh from heaven is first of all pure, and peace, loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. That's in James chapter 3, verses 17. In Luke chapter 6, verses 31, it said, Do to others as you would like them do unto you. There's no coincidence that the scripture is in the Bible. And you know why I said there's no coincidence? Because of the time that we're living in right now. The days and the age that we're living in where things are not the same anymore. You can't walk on the street anymore and think that you're in a good place. You know, you go on the street, you have to be vigilant. You have to watch your back. You have to look where you're going. You know, things are not the same anymore. Where, you know, today you know that brother love you, tomorrow his mind change. You know, it's just a different person. You know, so do unto others. Because those little good that you do, regardless of how small it is. You know, if it's just a piece of paper stepping over and by you stopping and picking up, it means that you didn't see it and you're doing something good in the sight of that person. Amen. Amen. In Matthew five verses eight, it said, "Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God." It's only the pure in heart is gonna see God. Proverbs 10, 9 said, "Whosoever walk in integrity walks securely, but whosoever take crooked path or take it a crooked part will be found out." So if you take, if you keep taking the crooked part. I keep walking crooked, sooner or later, your sin is going to find you out. They say what hiding in darkness must come to light. So regardless of what you're doing, you know, if it's not getting done in the right way, it's going to prove you, my friend. In Proverbs 11, verses 3, it said, The integrity of the upright guided them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Proverbs 20, I'm sorry, Proverbs 12:17 said, "An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lie." An honest witness tells truth, but a false witness tells lie. In Proverbs 12:22, it said, "The Lord detests lying lips, but he delight." In people who are trustworthy. The Lord want to make sure he can trust you. If you remember the story about the power birth, to one he gave one, to one he gave three, and to the other one he gave five. If God don't trust you, he's not going to give you more than he think you can bear. That's what the scriptures say. He's not going to give you more than you can bear. So if you know I only have the ability to do one thing. That's all he's going to give me, brother Truby. Regardless of how much I think I'm strong and I have the ability to do it. But you know, there's something about me not going to be able to do, do it all. If knowing I have the ability to do five things, he's going to trouble me with five things and much more. And as the scripture said, the one that gets five, he went and he, his five was increased. The one that gets three, he also was increased. But the one that get one, look at God and say, God, you're a wicked man. Come on. You only give me one talent. He wasn't thinking smartly that, listen, the one that I have, I can make this one become more than I am expected. But because he didn't have the ability to show himself. So if God don't think you're just worthy, that's the honest truth. He's not going to give you more than you can bear. Proverbs 14, verses 5 said, um... An honest witness does not deceive, but a false witness pure lies. Proverbs 21, verses 3, he said, To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. We do a lot of sacrifices, but if it's not unto the Lord, our sacrifices are just in vain. I, I, I don't remember if back in those days, if you remember, you know... Uh, before I get to that story, um, you, you, you know something that I noticed, and I don't know about you. You know, the Bible said we should seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But, you know, we, we don't put ourselves in the position where we seek God first in everything that we do. We, we find that we'll do things, prime example, we, we have a job. Our goal, our duty, our responsibility is to get to our job on time, before the time. And may I get an amen or something? Is that the truth or something? You know. I, I, what, what I notice, and I'm talking about me also, we used to get those days, our time, when we used to come to church, a few minutes before service starts, and we'll sit back there and we'll just pray for the service. We'll pray that God will take us into uh, a different realm or just take us to where He wants us to be. And we, we, we don't do that anymore. And I think we just need to get back to that place where, you know, Sunday morning, whenever the doors are open for church, Saturday evening when we're here for prayer, Thursday evening, you know, if we're not watching the tape, we should be here where our minds should be so much on the Lord. But it happened. Look, I'm pointing, but it happened to me too. I'm here 7.30, service starts 7.30, I'm here 7.29. I go to my job, I go there 10 to 7, right, Brother Truby? If it's 7 o'clock, I'm supposed to work. Now, we're just talking here. We're just reasoning. We know at the end of the day, we put in our 35 hours or 40 hours, we're going to get our due compensation. That's in the natural. And, and the spiritual realm. We put in an extra 15 minutes here. We're investing. That time that we're not going to see our due Recompense or our due reward, if you please. Remember, say the scripture said, "He's gone to prepare a place for us, that where He is, we may be also." Yes. You know, we're not going to be here forever. We're not going to be on this earth forever. Yes. The Bible said there is only one thing that lasts forever, and that's salvation. Yes. Salvation is for everyone. It didn't say it's just for you. This set over here. This said, mm, someone. This said, mm. it didn't say salvation. He said salvation is for everyone. So, so when we get the chance to be in the house of God, let's get in for a few extra minutes and let's just pray that God will just, you know, deliver to us what He needs to deliver in us. Amen. Amen. In Proverbs twenty-eight, verses eighteen, it said, "The one whose walk in is blameless is kept safe." But the one whose ways are preserved will fall unto, into a spit. My translation is a different translation, so don't go basing what I'm saying um, to get yourself confused. I'm reading from the NLT, which is the New Language Testament. Um, in Proverbs 1 12, verses 5, it said. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 18, it said, Dear children, let us not love the world or speech, but with action and in truth. So, when we love someone... Love someone let they can see that you love and care about them. Just don't go through the motion that you, you talk that you love them but you don't show them that you love them. It's just like me seeing Bob and say, Bob, you know I love you, but you know I don't do nothing to show you that I love you. You know, show them. Let someone feel that you care about them. Because when they feel that you care about them and it's, you feel and you're genuine, then in return, it will come right back to you. Amen. In Philippians uh, chapter 4, verses 8 to 9, it says, Finally, brethren, our brothers and sisters, whosoever is truth, whosoever is noble, whosoever is right, whosoever is pure, whosoever is lovely, whosoever is admirable, if any is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such thing. Verse nine: Whosoever you have learned or received or heard from me, or even seen in me, put it into practice, and God of peace will be with you. You know the the the, the in the King James. Version it says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His name. So, whatsoever is lovely, pure, so forth, so on. So, this is just a different translation. In First Peter, um, First Peter, First Peter, three, verses ten to twelve, it said, "For whosoever would love life and see good days, must keep his tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech." They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ear are attentive to to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So, if you do evil, if you continue to live in evil, God is not going to be by your side. If you want the Lord to be by your side, if you want the Lord to keep you, do right, do what is righteous in the sight of the Lord. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to uh, 20, it said, Proverbs 6, chapter 6, verses 16 through 20 said, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. He don't like, like an ace to hides, a lying tongue, those that shed innocent blood. The art that deceive wicked. God don't like those things. You know, do good unto men, and God in return will do back good unto you. Amen. God sought for a man to stand in yeah, before and on behalf of the Lord that I should destroy it. Abraham wasn't an idol worshiper. Joseph was a beggar. Moses was a murderer and a sorcerer. Caleb said he was too old, so he couldn't do what he has to do. Gideon was a coward. Samson was a war monger. Of course, David was a shepherd boy. Elijah was a complainer. Jeremiah, a whisperer. (laughs) Whisperer. John the Baptist, he was a recluse. Peter was a denier. Thomas was very doubtful. Paul, we all know he was a murderer. But God used these he can use. If God used these men, he can use you, and he can use me. So if we go back to the question that I asked earlier in the, uh, in the scripture. In fact, let's turn to Acts chapter 2, the scripture we read earlier. and We're going to go right back to 37, and then we're going to jump down to 38. Because it said, Now when they heard this, they were pricking their heart. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And that was the honest question, the reaction. But when he jumped down to verses 38, he said, And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. He didn't say some of you, but he said every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The only way we can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost is by us repenting for our sins. We have to repent of our sins. There is no way about, or no other way about repenting. I take a bottle of water. It's not mine. God forgive me. As easy as that, Lord. I sin before the and I before all these precious people. It's not mine uh. You repent. It's not yours. Come on, it's not yours. Repent. That's the only way God will forgive you. Don't just fake it and think it's okay. Somebody will put another one there. It's not yours. Repent. God will forgive you. Because it says faithful and just to forgive you. But you have to make sure. You trust in God. You ask God to forgive you of your sin. God will baptize you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And once God baptizes you with the Holy Ghost, you have to make sure you live a righteous life that is pleasing unto Him and unto man. Amen? Amen. Our God is an honest God. You can't go to God if you're dishonest. Yes, you can. But will God deliver you from your dishonesty? Yes, He can. And yes, He will. But you have to make sure you make up in your mind that, God, I know I am dishonest. The only way I can be pure is by you pu- purifying me, Lord. You are the only one that can purify me. So, do the best you can do. Help others that if you can. Try to live a life that is pleasing and righteous unto the Lord. And once you do that, God will continue to bless you and make sure his will come through. Amen. Anyone have any question tonight? All right, anyone have something you want to share with us tonight? Or if you have an, uh, something that you want to inject or, you know.
1: -hmm. With us, Mm -hmm. that he would have to say and keep chasing us to do it. And that's just like my mind, I couldn't even wrap my head around that the whole day. And I had to stop thinking about it because it was too too Mm huge to Mm grasp. That I thought that it just like, and it it still kind of comes to go because I can't really, really conceive the whole.
0: Mm-hmm. well you know and i appreciate you you know you be bold enough to, to share you know the experience but you know the one thing and if you go back as you said when when pastor was talking about last week and um when when, when god formed man in the garden of eden and um when god blew into breath into Adam. As you said, he you know exactly when men were in the garden that men were gonna sin. Um, but he give them, you know, you know they always say, give you a little rope and see how far you go. Just give give a little bit of rope and see whether or not you will come to your realization that you know, um, you know, I shouldn't have done this. But but the only way, you know, God could uh, say and redeem mankind, as you said. Is by dying for us. Yeah. And if he didn't do that, obviously we wouldn't be here. I, I, you know, in fact, the old Adam, the old human race wouldn't be here. You know, because he said, you know, men that I, you know, and this is why the Bible went on to say, my spirit will not always strive with men. And because, you know, our, our, our deeds are continuous evil. You know, we, we do things and say things that sometimes it's just slip out of our thoughts and out of our minds, and we have no business saying, but God is still faithful and just to forgive us for our sins. Amen? Anybody else have something on share? Brother Henry, you're looking at me. I thought you had something to say. <laughs> yes, ma'am.
2: Put him in this box and say, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And we don't really, but when pastor, when he was going over it, at the time he was like, okay, I know these things. But then when you sit down and you really meditate and you think about it, he's like, no, you have no idea who God is. You know? It's like playing games. Yep. You have no idea yep. who God, yeah, I no idea. God is. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, being a nurse, I was sitting there and I'm thinking, he breathed the breath of life. into hmm <laughs> mm-hmm a mother gives birth to mm-hmm. a child mm-hmm. and the child you know, the doctor spank the butt and the child goes ah! you inhale you think that's the breath of right. life mm-hmm. I mean, in a practical sense mm-hmm. and when you die you go ah. mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god And even just saying it now I get goosebumps because I'm like oh my god I never really you don't really think about it like oh my god that is God you know that when that leaves you mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the spirit doesn't die. It's, right. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: This, this flesh and the yeah. 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 This is just like wow. That's good. It's, it's deep. You know. It, it it is deep. And you know, God God is such an awesome God. You know, um, you know, we, we 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 can hide and we can take away stuff, but you know, as you said, you know, you you can't just put God and isolate him in a box. Yeah. Because God is bigger than that, you know. In fact, if we go back to um, since we're being on the track, going back to last week, and Pastor was talking about God, you know. Before God was nobody. There was nothing before God. There was nothing. You know, if you look at the screen, it was blank. There was nothing. So you're thinking that, man. I mean, we can't even go back and say, what was before God because there was nothing. <laughs> You know, so but but it's a, it's an awesome feeling when we know that we're serving an awesome God that is bigger than our imagine what we can even imagine or think because when when, when we just sometimes are saying you know think of His goodness and His mercy and all the good things that He has done for us. You know, our soul cry out and say, "Thank you, Jesus. You know, for saving our soul. He didn't have to save us, but He loved us so much that He died for us. You know, He gave His life for us because He loved us. And this is why, you know, I enjoy being a part of God's family because when you're there's something about you know being a part of the family because we can share these things where we can help each other and we can you know uh, you know just be in the present. Yes, Brother Henry.
2: Mhm. Like mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: we're about to do that. Mhm.
1: mm Mhm. mm Mhm. mm Mhm. 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 Mhm.
0: Oh my God! Yep, yep. Oh my God! Oh my God! Ah. Anybody else have something else you want to share? This is beautiful. I just, I love it. You I love it. Anybody else?
2: Yeah. Love. It <laughs> go you know, what I mean? It's like it's always like, you know, you know it's like almost sometimes like hey, you give and I give and you, you know, Right, right. So you right, love just right. How rare right. is that? Mhm. Yeah, you know, really. We don't we, don't know, mm-hmm.
1: we can't do that. We can't, we can't even Mhm
2: right
0: <laughs> 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 that, that, that's so good that, that is so good you know, it, it is awesome it is awesome amen we thank you everyone tonight for really being here hey mike good to see you tonight mike yeah. amen praise god We're so glad to have you so glad to have everyone tonight and i pray that god will um You know, God's continuous blessing will be upon every person that is there and your family. And that God will continue to keep us, you know. You know, know, just just let us continue to serve God and just do the good things, you know. Because, you know, God give us.